0: Well, last week we began a new series here at the church called Highlands and Heartaches Experiencing God on the Mountains and in the Valleys of Life. And we talked about Mount Ararat, the first mountain actually mentioned in the Bible. And if you remember, Mount Ararat is where Noah's ark landed after the flood. And we looked down from Mount Ararat and we saw a picture of God. We saw that God is a forgiving God. Who is always willing to receive those who come to him in repentance and faith. But we also saw that those who reject him would re- receive judgment at his hand. So we saw this picture of salvation in the ark. And we learned that God has a special place of rest prepared for all those who come to the Lord to receive his forgiveness. Amen. Well, this morning we're going to look at one of the the valleys of the Bible that's most often mentioned and talked about in the scriptures. It's mentioned in Psalm chapter 23, verse 4. Turn over with me to Psalm chapter 23, verse 4. And let's stand as we read this verse together. Psalm 23, verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Dear Lord God, we ask as we come to this, your holy word, that you'd speak to us and through us and in us. Lord, we long to hear from you. And Lord, we're very mindful at this time that the needs of men cannot be met just by men. Your Holy Spirit has to be at work in our hearts and in our lives today. Please, Lord, Lord, remove anything from our minds and from our hearts, from our lives that would keep us from hearing from you today. Lord, we long to hear from you. Speak to us. In Jesus' name we ask it, amen. Amen. You may be seated. The valley of the shadow of death. David speaks of it, and he was very familiar with it. It was a real place. It was a frightening place. Throughout the Bible, valleys are used to symbolize times of great trouble. Joshua spoke of a valley of calamity. Hosea spoke of the valley of trouble. Psalm 84 mentions a valley of weeping. But here in the 23rd Psalm, David writes of another valley that got its name from a literal place. In the Holy Land, there's a canyon. That begins right around the area between Jerusalem and Bethlehem at 2,700 feet above sea level. And it runs all the way down to the Dead Sea at 2,700 feet below sea level. It's called the Valley of the Shadow of Death. It's narrow. There are time, places in that Great Canyon where it's narrowed at the bottom to 12 feet in width. Very narrow, very gloomy so deep and gloomy that even at midday only a sliver of light finds its way to the bottom of the canyon it was a frightful place in the days of the old testament it was associated with hyenas and leopards lions predators of every sort and robbers were hidden in its caves some scholars believe that it is this area that Jesus is talking about in the parable of the Good Samaritan, where there was a road on which a traveler was going when he was beset by robbers, beaten and left for dead. This was a dangerous and frightful, frightful place. The valley of the shadow of death. Over the centuries, some have come to believe that it is talking about death itself. Physical death. But we remember that Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even if he dies. And he who lives and believes in me will never die. Through his death on the cross, Jesus has taken the sting out of physical death. He rose victorious over death, hell, and the grave on the third day. He's given us victory over physical death. Paul spoke about it this way. He says, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. To die is gain. I've been thinking about that quite a bit lately. Could we say that? If I were to die today, it would be gain for me. I think we could. Physically, death is gained for the believer because these old, worn out bodies are going to be replaced. Amen? No more sickness, no more disease. We'll be healthy and whole. We will leap like the deer. What a day. Death is gained for us intellectually because there we're going to know even as we have been known. Gain intellectually for sure. All doubts dispelled, all answers given. We will know even as we're known. It's going to be gained emotionally because we'll praise Him with our whole heart. No worldliness to divide our attention. Just pure hearts praising and worshiping God. Socially, it's going to be gained because we will stand as one around the throne of God in perfect unity. Spiritually, it would be gained because we shall see him face to face. Amen. To look into the face of our Lord and to see him. In that moment, our sanctification will be complete. We will see him as he is, and that will be that transformative moment in our life. So, how could we think of death as an enemy if it brings us to this place? That is no enemy, that is a friend. The valley of the shadow of death may relate to physical death, but I believe it's talking about something a little bit different from that. In the Old Testament, the phrase shadow of death was usually associated with the trials of life, the effects of living in a sinful world, the effects of experiencing the trials and the hardships of a a fallen, corrupt culture, And its effect on our lives i think that's primarily what david is talking about here it's a familiar place the valley of the shadow of death is something that we all experience in our life the hardships and trials the effects of sin in the world that affect us day after day One of my great heroes in the faith was Charles Haddon Spurgeon, the Prince of Preachers. And I heard this past week that he had reserved this text to be preached before his death. He wanted this to be the last sermon he preached before he died. makes sense, doesn't it? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Well, he put it on a shelf to to be used right before his death. But then there came a time when he realized that is not to be left on the shelf. Because every day we as believers are walking through the shadow of death. Ever since the fall of Adam, the effects and the shadows of sin have spread out over this world and we live in the midst of them every day. Every day we are walking through the valley of the shadow of death and we need the truth of this passage every single day that we live. Charles Haddon Spurgeon certainly needed them as a young minister his church was blossoming it was growing in order to make room for the many visitors that they were having every week they had to rent out a music hall for a time so they could begin to worship in a new facility that they were preparing one overpacked service someone yelled from the back of the music hall where they were meeting fire fire and people ran for the exits In the chaos that followed one person was trampled to death 30 others were seriously injured and Charles Haddon Spurgeon's heart was broken it was broken within him he wanted to give up the ministry he wanted to quit scholars who look back on his life at that time period say that he probably suffered post-traumatic stress syndrome From what they can see, he probably carried it with him all the rest of the days of his life. He was not immune for the walking through the valleys of the shadow of death. He suffered physically. He suffered from gout, recurring gout that kept him sidelined sometimes for weeks at a time. He had kidney disease and rheumatoid arthritis that get him from serving the Lord as he would have wished at times he was bedridden and in pain and he suffered from depression and I don't know mean just being down in the dumps I'm not talking I'm talking about clinical depression he once wrote I am sometimes lifted to the very heavens and then I go down to the deep I am at one time bright with joy and confidence and at another time dark as midnight with doubts and fears He knew what it was to walk through the valley of the shadow of death he described the heart of a person that's in the midst of that great valley he said when a person's feel that they they are under terrible trouble and trial that they feel they cannot live and would not even wish to do so if they could when the joy of life is like the sun which has seemed to be eclipsed from them these are the depths of the darkness of the valley of the shadow of death. But Spurgeon learned something. He took the truths of this passage and he applied them to his life every day. And he knew that even though he was walking through the valley of the shadow of death in his life, he was not going to fear evil because the Lord was with him. And the Lord could help him overcome. This was a familiar place. It's a familiar place for you and I as well. If you've not walked through the valley of the shadow of death. You will. It's part and parcel of living in this sinful world, but it was also a purposeful place. You know, I studied the text this past week again, and I tried to remember how David was familiar with this place because he had taken sheep through this valley many times. And he knew there was a reason for it. I asked myself, why would he subject, as a shepherd, his sheep that he was caring for to such a terrible place as this? Why would he let them experience this? And I remembered that in order to go from the low pastures to the high pastures at certain seasons, the only way to get there was to go through the valley of the shadow of death. To take his sheep through this fearful place. And then when it was time to come back into the low pastures again, the only way to get them safely there was through the valley of the shadow of death. There was a purpose in it. There was a reason for it. Why would God allow his children to walk through the valley of the shadow of death? Why would he allow those that he loves to be subjective to such as this? It's because he loves them. He has a purpose for our lives that can only be found in that dark valley. You know, it actually takes two valleys to make a mountain. One continuous mountain is not a mountain at all, it's a plateau. It was interesting as I was studying that here in Psalm 23, it's talking about the valley of the shadow of death, but in the chapter before, chapter 22, he's speaking about another mountain, Mount Calvary. In the chapter after, chapter 24, he's speaking about my Mount Zion and the return of Jesus. But between Mount Calvary and between Mount Zion, there is the valley of the shadow of death. And the only way to get from one to the other is to go through the valley. The only way that we as believers in Jesus Christ can live out our faith in Calvary so that we're prepared for the coming of the Lord is to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It's there that we find all that we need to live for Jesus Christ and to become more like him. There's a purpose in it. There's a necessity in it. There we find all that we need, but most of all we find a person. We find Jesus there. We find the Lord Jesus Christ. David wrote, I fear no evil for you are with me. In the the valleys of life, in the valleys of the shadow of death and the deep dark places, you will find Jesus. Ben Elif wrote, Humanity is divided into two groups. Those who experience God's intimate presence and those who do not. This is the world's clearest distinction. Look at the men and women of great biblical renown. Abraham and Joseph, Moses, Deborah, Esther, Elijah, Elisha, Mary, Peter, James, John, and the Apostle Paul. What made them extraordinary? They found the presence of the Lord. They lived in the presence of their God. Perhaps nobody spent more time in the valley of the shadow of death than the Apostle Paul. He seemed to go from one experience to another. He wrote in defending his faith on one occasion about being beaten times without number in danger of death. Five times he received 39 lashes from the Jews. Three times he was beaten with rods. He was stoned. He was shipwrecked three times. He spent a night and a day in the deep. He said, I've been on frequent journeys in danger from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my countrymen, dangers from the Gentiles. He went on to say, I've been in labor and hardship through many sleepless nights and hunger and thirst, often without food and cold and exposure. Apart from these external things, there's the daily pressure on me of concern for all the churches. He was a man who walked often in the valley of shadow of death. I couldn't help but wonder, why did he keep walking there? What kept him walking in those dark days? In those shadowy, fearful places? And I was reminded about what Paul thought his purpose in life was. What his great goal in living was, and it was simply this, to know him. To know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. That was Paul's great ambition in life, to know Jesus. He knew if he really wanted to know Jesus, he was going to find him in the valley of the shadow of death. There he knew he would know Jesus as he'd never known him before. There in the darkness and the gloom and the shadows, he would see Jesus as the light of the world as he had never seen him before. There he would know and love Jesus like he'd never known him before. Like Paul, David's goal was to know the Lord. David wrote, But as for me, the nearness of God is my good. David was all about knowing God. I have made the Lord God my refuge. Like Paul, David's goal in life was to know him. To know him In Habakkuk there's a record of one other man's response to the valley of the shadow of death there we read though the fig tree should not blossom and there be no fruit on the vines though the yield of the olive should fail and the fields produce no food though the flock should be cut off from the fold and there be no cattle in the stalls yet I will exult in the Lord I will rejoice in the God of my salvation The Lord is my strength, and he has made my feet like hind's feet and makes me walk on my high places. Amen. Now there in in those lands, there was an animal, that type of antelope, and it was known for its ability to walk in high places. And it, it got that ability because it had this uncanny ability to place its hind feet directly where its front foot had been. And because of that, it could walk on very high, narrow places where other animals couldn't go. What the author is saying here is God has made a way for me to walk in high pl- places. And there in those high places, he found food and nourishment spiritually that he would find in no other place. By the way, it's in the high places that they were associated with the presence of God. There in those places, he found the presence of the Lord. Amen? In the midst of the valley of the shadow of death, God has prepared a path for us to follow, along which we will find everything that we need, a way to become closer to him in this life. This past week, I have to tell you, I was having some bad days. I was in pain. I was in a lot of pain. And pain where I, I mean, it was difficult to, uh, to walk at times. It was difficult to, 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 it was hard to read my Bible. Just looking down at the Bible uh, caused me to have pain. I was just like, how can I like, not read my Bible? And I was trying to find ways to hold the Bible up, hold it this way, that way. <laughs> I was just in a lot of pain. And it was a really difficult, difficult time. And I began to think about this valley that I've been called to walk through. When I came in to the house, I turned on my computer. There was a a sermon there by Francis. And he said in his sermon, and I'm quoting him now. These are the first words I heard. I know that some of you have come here tonight and you're hurting. You're going through some tough times in life. And your greatest desire is just to get rid of this pain. Can I suggest to you that you be open to the possibility that a relationship with God and knowing God intimately could be better than even getting rid of your pain? Let me tell you, those words hit my heart like a ton of bricks. There's something that's more important than whether or not I feel pain. That's how well I know Jesus Christ and how close I am to him see, Paul could embrace the valley of the shadow of death. Because along his paths, he found an intimacy with Jesus that he'd never known before. David could accept the hardships of his life. Because he knew that every one of them was bringing him closer to Jesus. People have talked to me over these last weeks and express a desire to pray for me and believe me, I am really appreciative of prayer. I believe it works. I feel prayer. You may have experienced this too, but at certain times you can feel the prayers of his people lifting you up. You find that you have a strength that you know you wouldn't have had otherwise. You have grace that you would have never known. It's the presence of the Lord and the prayers of his people. That's the only way to account for it. But I'm, I would ask you, please, There's something more important than my physical condition. Would you please pray that I would be brought closer to Jesus during this time? Please pray that these days, each day, would bring me closer to the Lord. That's the purpose in all this. That's why God is allowing it. Pray this for my family, that all of us together would know Jesus like we've never known him through this valley of the shadow of death. You know, we really need to stop believing that there's things that are more important in life than just knowing Jesus. There really isn't. Some of you might be here this morning and you're just saying, I want to go to the Lord, I want to cry out to him and ask him to rid me of these problems may mass suggests that you keep an open mind about the prospect that it may be those problems that God is using you to using in your life to bring you closer to him. Have you run to him? It's about this relationship with Jesus Christ. There's some people who set their goal in life to have a life as free of pain and hardship as they can have, they will never walk consistently through the valley of the shadow of death. And they will never know Jesus the way God wants them to. Never. Others walk through the valleys faithfully because they know with every step With Jesus through the valley they're going closer to him becoming more like him the other day Karen and I were going through some pictures that she had had uh, from her family when she was young and you know what she found one picture of her in her prom dress I didn't get her permission to say this but I guess it's gonna be all right I saw my wife in her prom dress I'm a little older than she was I think I'm nine years older than she was so I would have never gone to that prom. But I can remember thinking, how blessed am I? How blessed am I to be able to walk through life with such a beautiful, wonderful person as that? How blessed am I? What have I done to deserve that? To have Karen walking with me through this time in my life. What a blessing. You know, sometimes we don't appreciate the relationships of our life and the relationship we have with Jesus until we get into the valley. Who are we that Jesus should love us enough to walk through these difficult valleys of our life with us? Who are we that we should have his attention and his love and his compassion? Who are we that the creator of the universe should walk with us step by step? What grace. What grace. But he does. David goes on in that simple verse. He says, Yes, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I fear no evil, for you are with me. It was the presence of Jesus that made the difference. He said, your rod and your staff, they come for me. It's interesting, in the first part of Psalm 23, the psalmist is speaking, David, is speaking as if he were a sheep talking to other sheep. He's bragging on his shepherd across the fence line. But when he comes to talking about the Shadow, the valley of the shadow of death, his perspective totally changes. He talks directly to God. He speaks to him face to face. He speaks directly to the Lord. Friend, listen, we we can play around talking about God, but it's in the valley of the shadow of death we know we need to talk to him. We need to raise our hearts to him and faith, trusting in him and his promises. Shepherds were known for using a couple tools that they took with them. One was a rod. A rod was basically a small club, about 18 inches long or smaller, and they carried it with them. It was a throwing stick and they became very proficient in its use. There were other uses for the rod, but primarily it was for defense of the sheep. And then there was a staff, a walking stick, usually with a crook on the end that represented the presence of the shepherd. Often when the sheep were out and one was getting a little bit astray, they'd feel the tap of the staff on its side. When one had fallen into the crags of the rocks, they might see that hook coming down to pull them out once again. When they needed to be disciplined, the staff was there as well. And there were times... When the sheep was lonely that the shepherd would just gently lay the staff across its back as a reminder that the shepherd was there the sheep was not forgotten all oh, these promises that we have and there are so many you know in the midst of walking through the valley of the shadow of death God promises are so rich to us and they're so real to us and we look to him for the answer to our needs and his promises. One of the blessed promises is we will never have to go through something that we're not able to withstand. God will not allow you to be tempted or tried beyond that which you're able. But with a temptation, make a way of escape. It, it won't be too much for you. Whatever you find around the next bend of this valley of the shadow of death, it won't be more than you can deal with with God's help. There's a promise that there will be purpose in it because God is causing all things to work together for good to them that love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. There'll be a reason for all of it, and that reason will be guided by God's loving heart. There's another promise that I hold dear and you do too, I know, in these valleys of life. That they'll never be endured alone. One of the verses that's becoming very dear to my heart is Psalm 43. It says, Do not fear, I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. For I am the Lord your God the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Amen? As you walk through the valley of the shadow of death in obedience to the word of the Lord, you never walk alone. And then we're promised this, that the valley won't go on forever. (laughs) Amen? I want to share something with you. Again, it's, it's hard for me to know how personal to be in sharing what's on my heart. I just ask for your prayers with that. But I do want to share something with you. I woke up this morning feeling pretty good. I actually asked Karen, what, where are we going for lunch after church? First time I'd asked that in a while. I was feeling pretty good. And as I felt there basically, with only some minor pains, basically pain-free, the Lord impressed upon my heart, Jeff, there's coming a day when the pain's all going to be gone. There's coming a time when the valley will end and you'll be in my presence. There's not going to be any more crying and there's not going to be any more pain amen I can hang on to that yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me amen our Lord is so good he is so good You might be here this morning and you've never given your heart to Christ. My heart goes out to you. To try to walk through the valley of the shadow of death of this life without Jesus, I don't know how any person would ever even begin to try. Try to make it through this world without God, without hope, and just in the world. But I want to tell you, God has something better for you than that. The bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god and the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ our lord amen god demonstrates his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners christ died for us he was punished in our place He bore the cross that we should have carried to Calvary's hill so that we wouldn't have to. And because he's done that, now whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You might be here this morning and you need to cry out to God. There's no magic words to a prayer like this. There's no creed. There's no prescribed way to pray it but if this is what's in your heart and God is speaking you this morning you can pray this prayer with me dear God I know that I'm a sinner but I believe Jesus Christ your son died on the cross for my sins right now I ask you to forgive me of my sins I give you my life And i receive your gift of eternal life by your grace and with your help i will follow you all the way to heaven thank you for my salvation in jesus name amen amen if you prayed that prayer you're going to have difficulties in this life jesus said in this world you'll have tribulation but he also said, Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. If you know Christ, you will never walk through this life alone. Not for one minute, not for one second, ever again. And he will guide you safely home. You might be here this morning and you're a child of God. I would say to you, Friend, listen to me. Keep walking. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, keep walking. Keep trusting. Keep living for Jesus. Make your heart's ambition to know him and to make him known. Amen. Keep walking. Amen. The Lord is so very good to us. The Lord is with us. Would you pray with me? Father God, we thank you and we praise you today. Lord, we all live in the valley of the shadow of death. But Lord, today we're reminded we're not alone. It is but the shadow of death that we see around. Death itself has been defeated. Lord, I just pray that you'd help us to walk faithfully during this time. Be close to us. Show us, Father, in the difficulties of our days, what we can learn about you, how we can know you better, how we can love you more. That's our heart's desire. Thank you, Lord. Jesus' name.